The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. Happy weekend. I'm Eric Osnes here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. You're just awfully jolly today. Well, Is that, that your post-Christmas jolliness? It's that time of year, yeah. I guess Why not? So. You're like giggling while I'm giving my intro. Well, it just, it's a Are you laughing because of the cookies I gave you? It's just I am all sugared up. That's probably what's no, going I, on. May I warn you, I am sugared up because I ate a Christmas tree cookie oh, just you? before the show. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm a little jacked up because I don't eat much sugar anymore. Yeah, I eat I very little sugar. Either. Yeah, and so I'm like, woo! <laughs> yeah, but no, let me just tell you what. You're going to enjoy those cookies I gave you. Well, they look delicious. They're they're mm-hmm. very nautical. I see one's got an anchor on it, mm-hmm. one's a sailboat, got a couple starfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there were other other cookies that she had as well. So, I got these. I got thank you once again to my awesome awesome assistant Rachel Lloyd. Mm-hmm. We were going to um, you know, do some stuff around, you know, with my yacht club and whatever and around the holidays. And I asked her to go help find some kind of nautical themed you know, snacks. Yeah. And because we were going to hand them out to people. Oh my gosh, I'm squeaky. And um, she found cookies by Misa, spelled M like Mary, E E S A. They're based in Renton, mm-hmm. right? And you know, I live in Renton. So it was like, oh, easy peasy. Yeah. So she found her on Facebook. We saw just hundreds of photos of cookies that she does because she does all kinds of stuff. Like you could have any kind of theme. And she's got it. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. They're awesome. She has all these different designs, great colors. I can do so many different. I, I'm We're talking idea. to her about maybe like house cookies when we have closings yeah. or something like that or some kind of thematic, you know, functions. They're too, you know, they're just totally cute. And they're not that expensive. I, I think I paid like $28 for a dozen. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. Yeah. For customized for, cookies. And they're beautiful. They're, they're really cool. Gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. I'll take pictures and post them on some of my social media. In fact, I, I think I did that uh, before, but I'll, I'll do it again. Uh, I'll take some of yours and uh, take pictures while yeah. we're here in the studio so people can see them. But uh, yeah, just really, really good. She was great to work with. She normally needs a little bit of lead time, but she mm-hmm. was able sure. to squeeze me in. Yeah. And uh, so we thank Misa nice. for the wonderful cookies. Well, so good job, Misa. If they yes. taste as good as they look, that's uh, that's a they win. do. That's awesome. I've eaten them. Yeah, yeah. They're yummers. Oh boy. Yeah. So yeah, I got a bunch of people. I'm going to give a shout out to today. By the way, yeah. This is my post Christmas well, shout out to people because I'm wearing. You're the only person who has not complimented me today on my outfit, but you also saw me sitting down. May, I'll I show you. Oh, it's like a poncho yes. thing. And yes. Uh-oh. Yeah. No, that's it's good. <laughs> no, it's that's beautiful. Really cool. Yeah, it's, I like it's, the colors. Well, it is. It's a, you know, it's like kind of a drape poncho, but you can also wear it like regular clothing. So I have it belted today. So listeners, I know some of you have heard me talk about this place before, but Tides of Anacortes, mm-hmm. my favorite shop. I, you know, um, Jess, who works there, uh, you know, is the daughter-in-law of uh, Jennifer, or soon-to-be daughter-in-law. 
she showed me how to do this. I bought this around my birthday just as like a, a shawl to wear in the fall. Mm-hmm. But now I'm wearing it as this really cool, you know, yeah. top in the winter time. And I need to be wearing it with yeah. long sleeves. It's oh, I just love yeah. it, love it, love it with the little tassels and everything. It's yeah. great. I, I, that would intimidate uh, me because I imagine if you look at it on a rack, you'd have to f- try and figure out, like, how do you – Well, but see, that's this? what I love about how they do their marketing because on Instagram, because that's how I found them originally, mm-hmm. they, they dress their mannequins in outfits, and so you can see the drape oh, on I stuff. See. Gotcha. And so it's not just always hanging on a hanger because yeah. that's my problem is I am terrible. Anything that looks terrible on a hanger looks good on me. Anything that looks good on a hanger looks terrible <laughs> on me. So I, I can't I can't go by that. So but Tides of Anacortes. Where in Anacortes is it? Is it downtown? Yes, it's in the old town area on Commercial okay. Avenue. Oh, gotcha. So, yeah, they're just absolutely wonderful. Jennifer is amazing. And they actually, here's the other thing. They now, because of, you know, COVID, everyone's had to, you know, do their pivot. I'm Mm -hmm. tired of that word. Mm -hmm. But um, they have now made it allowable for them to do shipping. So you can find their products. If you go to Mm tidesofanacortis.com, you can find their website and they, you can buy gift cards there. They have all their different kinds of products uh, online and all the orders get free shipping. Nice. So I don't even have to drive up there anymore, but I will just because I love the personal attention. And let me tell you why I love that. They love it when I come up, not just because I spend money, because <laughs> I'm usually kind of ridiculous when I get there, but it's because I love so much of it. But here's why. When I am there, I let them dress me because, yeah. I, you know, you know, I'm dating and stuff. And I'll, I'll tell men all the time. I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of suck at being a girl. Uh, like I look like a girl, but I don't always act like a girl. And one of the things I'll vouch for that, I know. Right. And I'm just, I, I'm a tomboy and I'm terrible at picking clothes out Mm. and I will go up there and the ladies will be like, let us find things for you. (laughs) Like I'll see one or two things I kind of like and I'll go try it. But they're like, let us try this. Let us try this. And then they know my colors that I kind of work with and they start bringing me things and outfits that we put together. And I you know, to That's me, it's like granimals for women Heck because yeah. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I need help. <laughs> I, I only shop at places for clothes where I can also buy either beer or sporting goods. I believe it. <laughs> I 100 percent believe yeah, it. I've, yeah. seen, I've seen I've seen you. Shock. <laughs> I've seen you. Yes. <laughs> but you also have some really hilarious shirts. Yes, I do. Although, can I tell you a funny um, shirt that our transaction coordinator was wearing the other day that i was cracking up about what's that said good mommies say bad words <laughs> oh oh wait and i laughed really really one. hard <laughs> oh that's funny i laughed really I, I, hard i can think of somebody in our family that would be perfect yeah. <laughs> so, yeah you can probably ask angela and she will tell yeah. you where she got it or i'm sure you could find it online but i thought it was a riot but, um, yeah, no, I decided I needed to be really comfy, so I wore this cool poncho thing today because nice. I'm also recovering from a um, a very intense massage. Yeah? Yes. So I have been going recently to the Good Life Massage in Renton because, mm-hmm. again, they're a chamber member. So right, okay. as, as yeah. a board member on the chamber, I try and give as much business as I can to our local membership. Of course, yeah. And, and I get massages all the time because I have a bunch of ailments um, from a car accident 20 years ago, right? So I have arthritis in my spine and bone spurs and nerve damage and a bunch of other things. So very medically necessary for me the last 20 some plus years of my life. And um, I discovered Donald Whitfield 
in that location. I, I mean, they have a bunch of other great people mm-hmm. who I've also seen. But Donald has been able to do some release work on some of my muscles because I've been an athlete my whole life too, mm-hmm. right? Sure. So I have really dense muscle mm-hmm. and it's it's hard for me to get release. You can't go with a wimpy kind of a massage. You need something no. to like get in there. And yeah, I need deep tissue massage yeah. and really, you know, rank it out basically. And, and that's the other thing is because, you know, I, for the last three and a half years, I've been doing this 100 push-ups a day thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's 100 push-ups a day, 200 jump rope, 300 yep. sit-ups. Yep. And then I've been adding to that, right? Yeah. And then I, of course, do 10, 10 to 15,000 steps per day, mm-hmm. right? So always trying to stay fit, take the dog out for the walks and do yeah. all the stuff, right? Yeah. Keeps me fit and healthy. And, uh, but the problem being that I get too tense and I can't, I can't stretch enough to release it. So Donald does great work. And I will tell you though, when he was working on me the other day, I was laughing because he was describing how he learned some new techniques around, um, lymph, like mm-hmm. lymph node work. And originally he told me it was mostly for like cancer patients and stuff. And I was like, well, that's great. That's good to hear. So a lot of it's medically necessary, but then he told me that there's two other groups that really use that massage yeah. specifically. And I was like, well, who's that? Oh, boy. He goes, he goes, people who have had liposuction and butt lifts. <laughs> Wait, what? I know this has nothing to do with real estate, but I thought it was so funny. With uh, liposuction and I something about how that affects the body. It needs to have because your body. Anytime you have surgery, your body's going to react. So you know that's that's one of the things. But he was like, "Oh yeah, apparently it's very useful." And I'm like, "I didn't realize so many people around here were doing that." He goes, "Well, mostly they go to like Miami." He goes. I see Miami, Beverly Hills, San Diego, but mostly Miami. Really? And then they come back here, and I went, that is a surgery I will never need. But the capital (laughs) of the world. Yeah. Apparently so. So anyway. Well, you learn something new every day. uh, Yeah, I did. And I went, (laughs) okay. But all I can say is Donald's got some magic hands. He's good. Yes. He's good at what he does. I strongly recommend him. He moved here from North Carolina, and, uh, you know, he's got it going on. You know, I, I always get told if I have like a... By the way, none of these people are paying me to say any of this. Oh, it's just because I love no, them like all. A, like, yeah, I, I have absolute faith in who they are. Absolutely. So. Yeah, it always kind of cracks me up if I have like a deep tissue massage. And they're like, they always tell me, now drink lots of water afterwards. Oh, yes. Make it easy. And I'm thinking, you just worked on me. You need to drink a lot of water. <laughs> that's that's true that too. <laughs> I know. I feel like he's having a major work. But he did this one thing with my forearm that was just to die for. I mean, it hurt, but it was amazing and did some really great stuff. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I know we've talked about this whole first segment of just general stuff. But you know what? It's the day after Christmas. Yeah. So I think we're going to have it just be a little bit more chill. Boxing Day. Yes. Also known as Boxing Day. Mm -hmm. And Boxing Day is mostly just sort of like packing things back up, yeah, right? It is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Here it's like the return line. <laughs> <at> the stores. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to go this year. Yeah, it's going to be just lots of packages. Lots of packages going by, back yeah. out. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I don't I don't buy so much stuff anymore. I buy experiences though. I that, yeah, I think that's a good idea. That's a good plan. A good policy. Yeah, yeah. I like experiences. Oh, but I would buy someone there. something from Tides, or I'd just get a gift card. Yeah. So like you know, because I know you tried to get Ellie there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I had it in my head. It was Lacanor, not Anacortis. Yeah, the only time I've been to that's why it's um, called Tides of Anacortis well, and not Tides of Lacanor. Know that. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> Usually when I'm in Anacortes, it's during the oyster run and there's, you know, 20,000 right. Harleys, you know, parking yeah. in the streets. And I'm not really yeah. going to be shopping for a dress, you know, on, on that. Day. Yes. No, so, I don't uh, expect you to. But, uh, you know, but the next time you go. Yeah. Definitely, Definitely. Yeah. take a swing by. Oh, I will. And tell Jennifer and Jessica I sent you. And we are. We're up there all the, you know, up there. All the time. There, so, yeah. Yes, area, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get down to brass tacks, though, when we get back, yes, we right? Yes, we got we some are. fun, interesting topics and stories to tell today. So it's the day after Christmas, so we're going to do a little storytelling for you here on Open House with Team Reba. We'll be right back after these messages. Thanks for being here. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we are here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing information on real estate and finance. And Sundays. From 3 to 4 p.m. And on podcast. Anytime you want it. On all of them. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. You just If you Google Open House with Team Reba, you will find us. Yeah. But definitely, like, I just happen to have us downloaded on Spotify, so it's nice and simple for me. Yeah. But there's a lot of iTunes users out there. And, of course, as you pointed out, you can just ask Alexa. Alexa will tell you. That's yes. Right. That's right. She's a smart cookie. So you're out working in the yard, working in the garage. Maybe you just can't sleep. You know, just pop on a... a uh, Open House with Team Reba podcast. We have over what are you five saying? years of content. Yeah, but, but what are you saying? Like you can't sleep? Well, Are you saying we're boring? You're, no, you're up and your brain is moving. You uh, want to learn about things. Okay. Yeah, how did I save that? I don't know. Well. But either way, if you're, right. if you're awake and you're interested and you're curious, yeah. if you're a curious person, then mm-hmm. absolutely. Right. But- I was going to actually, I don't know how you were going to tie in your thing that you were saying before right. we because, came back from the because, break. Did you want to tell everyone your little story? Well, it's the day after Christmas, and you said before the break we're going to do some storytelling. Yes. So I have a story. At okay. least the start of one. Yes. I'll start it. and I want to hear it. And you can finish it. Okay. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. Twas the night after Christmas, and all through the town, not a listing was sitting, unless the seller was a clown. <laughs> Real estate related <laughs> bad, bad holiday stories. Oh my gosh. Well, I'll tell you what, that does lead me into one of the stories I have for today. Yeah. Yeah. You ready to dive into go this? Go for it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, listeners, everything doesn't always go smoothly in uh, real estate. And, uh, you know, we talk all the time about how much we love the clients that we work with. But you know what? Sometimes clients and their real estate agent just can't quite. See eye to eye. That's true. And I will tell you, because we're going to talk about some of this stuff. And listeners, feel free to write in and tell me if you think I was, you know, maybe not doing the right thing here. But I'll say that uh, we decided to park company after this scenario happened. Okay. And I was pretty happy (laughs) uh, because in the time we'd started working with this couple in April, Mm -hmm. we had helped them sell one property. And I will tell you, the the lady of the couple was, um, what's the word I can use? Um, combative. Mm-hmm. Very combative. And, and I'm not sure exactly why, 
you know, like the whole time it was just, and here's the thing. I love when people have questions, right? Love when people, you and I are constantly educating people, mm-hmm. right? Like nonstop education. What I do get a little annoyed with is, you know, after 18 years in this industry, I have developed a certain level of mastery of it mm-hmm. that, you know, most people who know me pretty quickly figure out that I, I know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes there's some anecdotal stuff, but I, I am constantly reading. I'm always up on what's going on in my industry, not just the residential side, but I'm paying attention to what's going on in commercial, whether I work in that sector or not, mm-hmm. because all of it overlays each other, right? And then we talk about that all the time here on the show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and here's the other thing is like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some of the things that we've been talking about all year and then how it applies to this individual and how I'm trying to explain to them why what they're trying to do might not work yeah okay so you and i have been saying since especially since the pandemic was going and even when interest rates were starting to go up Mm -hmm. at one point that yes we'd had a sizzling market where like 75 percent of the houses or more were like selling like hotcakes before right Mm -hmm. right and then we had a slowdown um not negative just a slowdown right it just paced back a little bit right Took a little bit of the foot off the gas, but it was still definitely moving forward. Yeah. And we were saying, on average, about 20, 25% of the homes were s- still selling within a week or less, mm-hmm. right? right? But th- we have always had the caveat of that is neighborhood dependent, mm-hmm. right? Because there are anomalies, right? And it also depends on the type of house, maybe what kind of loans are available for those homes, points, all of that, all of that. price mm-hmm. point, everything. And, and what's going on with how people are kind of shifting and changing even where they want to live right now, right? So I'm constantly talking about these things. So this couple has like really broad parameters. And so it's been very interesting. We've looked at anything from Normandy Park to Burien to Des Moines to Lake Ridge, Bryn Mawr neighborhoods, Kennedale, Newcastle, Issaquah, Fall City, Snoqualmie downtown, North Bend. Are you seeing a trend with me here? Like... All over the place, yeah, yeah, right. And they're what they're looking for in each one of these areas is all over the place, yeah. right. And they have some very specific needs too, because they have multiple vehicles, motorcycles, dogs, in-home office, guy who has to go to the airport all the time for his work. I got all these different parameters I got to be yeah. thinking of. Open concept. They don't want to have to do a bunch of work because they both had to do that on other houses. Lots and lots of stuff. So. I'm looking at homes, looking at homes, looking at homes. So we helped her sell her house in Columbia City very successfully. Mm-hmm. And she fought me every inch of the way about the stuff I asked her to do. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, thanked us profusely because we got her top dollar for it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Very easy peasy. Got a guy to do a pre-inspection. Breezed through it. Yeah. Well, now I've been looking for months with them. And... We went out and looked at a house in Issaquah just the other day. And, well, actually, I'll take it back. She went out with one of my staff, mm-hmm. right? One of my licensed staff. They looked at it. Her husband happens to be out of town, but she convinced him over the phone that maybe she should go take another look. She'll take some more video for him. She wants my eyes on it. And here's the thing. like They kept saying they wanted me specifically. They wouldn't even let any of my other team members take them out for a while because they're like, no, we want to hear, we want you're not like you make us think of things we don't think of. Mm-hmm. Right? Like she's admitting I have sure. knowledge base she doesn't have. Right. 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 So 
a couple of weeks ago when I was like, please, can I have you go out with my team members because it's forcing me to work six to seven days a week. And I'm like, you don't want me to burn out, mm-hmm. right? Everyone's having to work a little more than usual right now. But I'm like, burnout is not good for anybody. Mm-hmm. And it's also not fair right. for anyone, especially well, when you have other staff available. And maybe your staff can take them out once. And if there's one that they decide they want to pursue. That's what we t- That's exactly what I finally got to get them to agree to mm-hmm. was like, Will you please let my staff take you out too? I'll take you out as often as I can, mm-hmm. but I need to have days off. Sure. And so, yeah, so she, um, so she went out and looked with one of my staff, and I said, the second you see the house you love, I will go out very happy, don't even need you to be there, and in 12 minutes I can tell you what's wrong with the house, mm-hmm. if there's anything wrong, mm-hmm. or yeah. what my feedback is, yeah. right? Because that's what she wants. So go out to this place. She has her dad with her this time. I've never met him before. And that's always the, like, hmm, I wonder what he's here for. And which is not a problem. We have plenty of people who bring other family. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting how she he was trying to then question what my knowledge base was, right? Because I, I could look at the house and I said, Well, it's had the siding redone. He's like, Well, how can you tell? It was a nineteen sixty seven house. He's like, How can you tell? I said, Because Houses are like history, and if you know the materials that were typically used in a particular decade of time. Cedar beveled. Right. And this was not. Mm -hmm. This was hardy plank siding. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, that's a newer material. Mm -hmm. This was not the original material. And he's like, how do you know? I'm like, because I know the materials. This is definitely not cedar. And so then um, I walked around the back, because that's where they had been standing when I arrived, and I, there was a deck with a covered space underneath it. And I walked under there and I was kind of looking around. And lo and behold, it happened to be raining out. I see in the corner, there's a bunch of water coming on the inside of the thing, which is eventually going to cause rot because yeah. it's not, yeah. you know, the proper material. So I'm like, okay, so that's going to end up being a problem later. So note to self. And I start looking around for other rot issues, right? So I'm look, looking at, you know, okay, there's some issues around here, issues around there. Okay, let's go around the front. I also noticed that the front steps, because it's a split level, have have a huge crack in them and are kind of leaning forward. But then I also happen to notice that all around is now a lot of gravel. Oh, and there's so, been major drainage issues. Exactly. Okay, so I'm going to be suspicious of the basement and, and uh, yes. moisture. and Right. And this again, it's a split level. So, you know, it's like, okay, so I'm yep, yep. seeing all of this and it's on a slight rise. And, the you know, so, yes, you and I are completely on the same page, right? And I say something I'm like, well, I'm going to bet that at one point those downspouts probably used to drain straight out here and it caused this, you know, to come down over here. And then we got this. So I'm trying to point all this out to them, right? Mm-hmm. And then we go inside and we look at a bunch of other stuff. And, you know, the upstairs has been redone. And she starts asking me some questions She's like, well, why do you think they did this? And I went, well, that looks like it's just, you know, a design detail. Mm-hmm. Like they just didn't want to caulk it and they chose to put that in there just because mm-hmm. they liked it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the seller's thinking when he does that. Um, so we, but I said, but that's sort of what it seems like. And so we continued on, continued on, looked in the bathrooms. You could see what was updated, not updated, both of them. Went downstairs. There was this whole, like, grandma section of the house. It was kind of weird. It was, like, very modern upstairs, very grandma downstairs, um, you know. And then we go into the garage. And, and Oh, and before we go in there, her dad looks at where the electrical panel is. And he goes, oh, well, that panel's only 125. And she's like, what's that mean? Mm-hmm. And I kind of look at her and I said, because he says, well, most houses today have 200 amp. amp I said, yes. 
and this was again in 67, so they haven't upgraded it. I said, mm-hmm. your husband welds and has other shop equipment. You're going to have to upgrade that. You know, for him to do probably the stuff you guys want to do and live the way that you live, you're probably going to be looking at upgrading the panel mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then we go in the garage and we're looking in the garage and I can see where they've changed out the water heater to a tankless. I'm like, well, that's nice. That's good. a good feature. Yeah, those are awesome. Yeah. And then, but I look at the furnace and I go, well, this is built in 67. That's either the first or maybe the second, but at end of life furnace, mm-hmm. right? Because those last about 25 years a piece, yeah. right? So I'm like, you're going to, you know, be prepared for that. And then I said, and I'm looking around this garage and I said, here's the thing outside when we came in, that was a real estate agent with a home inspector. Mm-hmm. So somebody's pre-inspecting right now. And, um, you know, so I can tell you pretty much anything that that guy probably said other than up in the attic, but you know what? We're about to go into a break. So I'm going to have to finish my storytelling okay. after the break. And it does have a moral to the story. Oh, good. If not a happy ending. Yes. <laughs> We'll be right back. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba House from Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Yes. So, I'm going to... F- Jump right back in to where I was. Okay, so you've got a long-time mm-hmm. client. You've been mm-hmm. helped them sell a house. Yep. Now they are been looking at other mm-hmm. new new homes for months. Mm-hmm. Months yes. and months. Months and, and months and months. And you're looking at a house up in Issaquah that's mm-hmm. got a couple pimples on it. And the thing is, we're looking at a house that's $50,000 above the top-end price she told me she wanted to buy. Okay. Okay, so let me add that into the f- okay. wonderful mix here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because I'm already thinking to myself, I'm like, why are we even at this house? Because you don't want to pay this money. Yeah. And I'm already seeing evidence that we're going to have a competitive offer work. situation. Right. Right. And they're looking at offers that coming Tuesday. So I'm thinking, okay, it's Monday. Uh, I wonder what we're going to do, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so we're standing out in the garage. And I'm looking around. Now, here's the thing. Her husband is a welder. Okay. What comes with welding? Power. 220 minimum. 220. Need a bigger, need a bigger, definitely a bigger panel. And sparks. Sure. And the reason why that matters, Eric, is because I'm standing in a garage that has only a portion of it covered with any kind of wall covering, which is plywood. Mm -hmm. Everything else is wood. No sheetrock. Including no sheetrock anywhere. Which, as you and I both know, you need to have fire-rated drywall mm-hmm. right. there yeah, for code today. Yeah. And here's the thing. I'm looking straight up, and it's all wood. Oh, boy. All you see is wood. Yeah. Wood, 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 everywhere wood. Yeah. You don't go welding in this environment, no, right? you don't want to be throwing sparks around that. Thing, no. That, yeah. yeah, and I'm, I'm pointing out to her because she happens to work for a fire thing, and uh, I won't go into any details, but she works in the fire department industry. I mean, these are all solvable problems. They're all totally solvable, but she's already at more than her top price range. Mm -hmm. And so I'm telling her, I'm like, well, you're going to need to put in all this stuff. So it's safe out here for him doing a shop and blah, blah, blah. Um, Because I'm like, I I learn as much as I possibly can about my clients Mm -hmm. so that when I am talking to them, we're having very realistic 
this is what it will be like to live in this home. Sure. Right? Because sure. I won't be living with you, but I can tell you realistically these things, right? So I point all this out to her, and she goes, I said, you know, are you thinking that you're going to put an offer on this home? She goes, well, maybe, you know, um, we'll have to talk about it. And I said, okay, well, let me just tell you what. That guy that was outside is a home inspector, and he's with an agent. Mm-hmm. So somebody is already ahead of you. Right. They're ready. She, yeah. And she goes, what do you mean? I said, well, are you willing to do a pre-inspection by tomorrow? And she goes, no, we want to have an inspection inside of the offer we write. I went, okay, well, that guy's 50% ahead of you already because as we, you and I know all the time, inspections and financing are the two things that cause, cause deals to fail the most. Mm-hmm. Inspections usually come first. Right. So I told her, I said, if this guy's already going to waive his inspection because he did a pre-inspection, your offer will look more risky. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's the whole point of a pre-inspection mm-hmm. is that you can waive your inspection contingency while and, having done your due diligence. Right. And the fewer contingencies you have in your offer, the stronger your offer will look to that seller. A hundred percent. And so I pointed out to her, I said, we don't know yet if there were more of these, but we will go find out for you. Mm-hmm. Right. So we do a lot of research for our clients. Sure. And she goes, well, what do you think this is going to sell for? And I went probably at or above asking price. And I said, but that's why I have one of my other team members working on a, a comparative market analysis for you right now. Yeah. So we can see exactly what's going on. So then she decides to look at her dad and says, Dad, what do you think it'll sell for? And I could tell he's already getting sort of uncomfortable because he's realizing, he's like, ah. Because I told her, I said, most of the houses over here sell in only a few days. Yeah. And he's kind of like, well, I guess we kind of have to really look at the information. Because he he gives no number. Yeah. Right. He gives absolutely no number. So I just told her when we were done, I said, we will always do our homework for you. I said, but if you're going to write the offer... You know, and you're going to put in the inspection. I'll write whatever you want, but just know that will not be the most appealing. Right. And then she gets mad at me and says, well, aren't you supposed to be the one who can sell our offer to make it look the most appealing to the seller? And I went, well, only if you have the best terms to go with it. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so here's, here's the thing. We did our research and, and here's what also got me. What she threw in my face was, well, there was one house down the street that is smaller and it sold for like 660000 Now, you and I both know that the price per square foot adds up really fast when you start adding in a differential in size, mm-hmm. right? It does. You found that out even on your own house, how much more value we got for you when we found out it was bigger size than we thought it was. Right, right. right? Yeah, exactly. Went to the extra uh, trouble to have it remeasured. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And got you $60,000 more for it, right? right? Yeah. She, I asked her what the size of the place was. She has 1,600 square feet. The place we were looking at was 2,100. Houses in that area of that age, of that type, and that quality are selling for over $400 a square foot. Mm-hmm. Right. Now times that by 500. Yeah. It's $200,000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it sold for 660. And what was the price on the the one they were looking at? Eight fifty. Well, there you go. Duh, right? That's the math. And that exactly, and that's what I was trying to point out to her. And then additionally, though, Eric, what we did, and you know, I brought this into the studio here so I could show you. We don't just only check like because the thing is, a sixteen hundred square foot an appraiser is not going to look at that one mm-hmm. to comp because it's not the same. No, an appraiser has to find homes that are similar in size, mm-hmm. age, 
style yeah. features, location, yeah. amenities. Yeah, we're talking single that. story versus split yeah, yeah, level, you you different can't, size. You can't, yeah. you can't just squeeze everything into the box. No. So what we did, just to give her a flavor of what was going on in that particular area, is we ran a comp analysis of within a half mile radius, within the last six months, of all price points. Mm -hmm. And what we found was 19 homes that had been on the market, 75% of them had sold at or above asking price within five days or less. Wow. Hot market. Super hot market. Two of those that went beyond um, and and sold for under 100% were, guess what? Over a million dollars, which you and I both know is a price point that was having issues during COVID because jumbo loans became very difficult to get. Right. There was uh, several months where things mm -hmm. completely dried up. And these two properties both sold in August. Wow. Which And one of them was on market for 208 days, the other one for 52 days. That's right. Yeah. So they hit right smack things, dab in the middle yeah, of it. Things got ugly in March. Right, exactly. So, you know, the, the data is important. You know, it really, really is important to get a good analysis of what it is that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then listen to an expert. Well, and, and on top of that, you have to be looking forward. So I, I see this all the time, and I know that you do well as well, um, that some people believe the list price is like is the equivalent going into the store. Mm -hmm. You know, something's forty nine ninety five. That's the price you'll pay for it. And if you offer the listed price, you're gonna get you're gonna get it. Mm -hmm. Not so with a house. It's a bidding no. process. Yep. And and if there's multiple people trying to buy the same home, the sellers got every right to accept the highest offer. Absolutely. And and so you will get into a, a bidding or a bidding war, a competitive situation. So then you have to think about do I offer more than the asking price? Do I bid mm -hmm. over that asking price? And you know it there's there's times when when you have to be really careful about that. There's times when you don't. I'd mm -hmm. argue that right now is one of those times where we don't because we see house values in increasing and, mm -hmm. and will continue to increase because we have yeah. a shortage of housing and in, that's in our area you know what and that's the other thing is because we are in winter time where people like it's now just post christmas mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't want to be hassled during the holidays right. we have had record shortages yeah. of new listings Absolutely. this month it's been really really tight i have a i have a tool i use to actually analyze analyze that i, I ran some numbers i was looking at more of a broad area, King mm -hmm. County, and if I look at the the uh, appreciation rates in King County, which are uh, you know over five percent right mm -hmm. now, uh, conservatively, you know if if uh, I I ran some numbers, I get a home at seven hundred fifty thousand. Mm -hmm. So let's say it's listed at seven fifty, and uh, I know it's going to be a competitive situation. Let's say I want to go thirty thousand over that, mm -hmm. so I want to go seven eighty, uh, so I'm thirty thousand above my list price. Yeah. How long is it going to take me based on forecasted appreciation you know to essentially break even and the answer is if i put in that bid now by next october mm -hmm. i'm i'm even yeah and so and and if i look at my appreciation forecast over the next five years on that seven hundred fifty thousand mm dollar -hmm. home i'm going to pick up two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars in equity yep and and that's a conservative estimate yes so yes. So then the other thing you got to look at is okay. But well, my gal a, wanted to put an offer in under asking price and with a <laughs> inspection contingency. So you could see why we weren't well, seeing that's eye just to crazy eye. Talk. Yeah, that's that. Was, you can see that. I mean, we just I 
you know, we just decided, you know what, we're coming at this from different angles and that's fine. Like I get what you're trying to do, but I just, yeah. we're not in agreement and we're not in alignment and that's okay. We don't have to. No. She will find someone who will be great for her. That's fine. And you I know, wish them well. With that said, um, it, it's sad for me that you put so much time in because, uh, yeah, because we has, don't recoup that. You don't get paid until the transaction closes. Exactly. And if it never closes in, that's just wasted oh, yeah. time and money on your yeah, part. Yeah, that's and, eight months. Yeah, and, and I... You know, myself when I'm working with a real. But this is why we also work with more than one client at a time. Like well, we sure, have of to. Course. It's a absolutely, but but I do f- feel that people should be respectful of of your time and, and your efforts. Well, we're certainly respectful of what they're trying to accomplish, and that's I think where we just miss the mark is that. Of course. We yeah. were trying very very hard to help them hit a very difficult target that they set out. Yeah. And I think they're going to continue to struggle. Because they're so all over the map. Yeah. I will tell you the people who tend to um, really hone in and be very successful at this right now are those who are like, this is what we're looking for. We're, we're sorting out and we're narrowing down. And they really do focus. Because, yeah. I mean, it's true in anything. It, if you don't focus, it's, it's just going to be a crapshoot all the to, time. You have to drill down. Yeah. And, and then... Be- and look at enough places first because then when the right one does come right. up. You'll recognize it. And and you you will know the urgency of that. You'll know, I don't have time to think about this, mm-hmm. to bandy it around. I need yeah. to, to But act. you'll be educated enough you'll by be, that time. To have that confidence to be able to do so. Yeah. Well, excellent. Well, guess what? we got to pay a couple bills. So let's do that. And then we're going to be right back with more Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back, Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And I, I probably is slightly more on the ball than you. I almost missed my cue there. I was <laughs> yes, actually kind of. I'm glad I pointed at looking you. Looking at some paperwork on my desk here. <laughs> and. Uh, I guess I could have done it and just jumped the gun that, for you. Had that, had that dead air? No, no, no. That would never. <laughs> that would never happen. You, you've done it to me. I have. Uh, yes, you yeah. have. <laughs> I, I jumped you a couple times on the. Yeah. Yeah, had you on that. So that's yep. uh, just that's my okay. eagerness to to get this thing going. Sure. Know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we so. had some earnestness to get this, you know, other thing going, but mm-hmm. you know, let's let's just um, let you and I just kind of like wrap up, you know, where this story kind of went, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So the idea being. That it's super important to be looking at all the details, right? Like we don't expect the consumer to have all of these details at their fingertips, but it's really simple. Like if you're choosing a real estate agent to work with, I'm going to strongly recommend you work with somebody who is following the data, right? Who is able to run these quick reports and analyze that information, not just say, hey, here's a thing, you figure it out. Absolutely. Has an understanding of the market yes. and the issues that you're going to face. And looks at a broader picture, mm-hmm. comparing one house to another house that actually aren't really apples to apples comparisons mm-hmm. right. doesn't really tell you the whole story. No, because right? and an appraiser is not going to look at it that way. So what's no. the point? Right. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is in this situation, we had someone who just wanted to tell themselves their own story mm-hmm. and not what the real story was. Right. And so it's it's really key that if you're going to be successful, if you want a winning strategy in this marketplace right now, then you it, it really behooves you to find somebody that you can work with 
who who looks at the overall big picture and is willing to work and talk with you about it mm-hmm. and to be open to hearing and understanding what those things mean, not because someone wants to tell you what to do, but because you have to be able to build that relationship together and understand because that's how you get an agent yes. to really go and fight. Like we, we've told many stories on this show of us going and fighting for someone and in some cases winning the deal even with less money. Mm-hmm. But those people also did other extraordinary things or took other yeah. steps to put themselves in the line of success. Yeah. Right? To be to be part of that winning strategy. My team and I are talking a lot right now. Um, and actually, listeners, I'm I'm looking if there's like a football coach out there. I'm and I'm not joking. I want to learn from you. I want to get a little mentorship because we're talking a lot about how do we, I mean, like we, we joke around about, you know, Russell Wilson is, you know, the you know, separations and the preparation and all of that. And mm-hmm. I've read Pete Carroll's book and, mm-hmm. you know, those kinds of things. But uh, we're talking as my team grows again and we have all of our clients, how do we set these like football plays up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where we can, you know, huddle, you know, go do a play huddle back again who's got the ball who's the pass off to you know get the right communication i mean there's a reason why you know sports are used in so many analogies Mm -hmm. right Uh, because it is a team effort not one single person does the whole thing right right. and if one person's trying to play someone else's position it's dead Mm -hmm. you know i I always said because i played volleyball for so many years that you know it's just like the same on a you know a sixes court doubles or fours mm-hmm. doesn't matter if someone's trying to play in the other person's position the ball's going to drop on the other side and right. you're just dead in the water and, and people are going to get frustrated mm-hmm. and there's going to be miscommunication absolutely and, uh, there yeah. you go and yeah. it's and it's just no fun true, then true true with everything yeah absolutely so um you know if you're a football coach out there and you would uh, be open to a little mentorship with me i would yeah. be very interested to chat so there you, you can reach me at info at teamreba.com. There you go. Or you can contact me by my cell phone, 206 910 3429. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. And, you know, put me on that list too. <laughs> you can reach me, 206 915 Eric. That's E R I C. Or you can email me, Eric, at ericismybanker.com. Well, maybe we could uh, we could go in as a team. We could learn together, yeah. Because your team has to work with my team quite a bit, Absolutely. and many of our clients. That's right. And it's it would be kind of fun, you know. That would be a neat thing for you and I to do with our home buying classes, which you know we will be talking yeah. about mm-hmm. uh, probably next week as we get yeah. into the beginning Start of the, the new schedule year. In spring. Yeah. Get the spring schedule in place, but that would be fun to add to our classes about you know those football plays of setting Absolutely. up for winning strategies. <laughs> be totally. Fun. I love this idea. Yeah. I love this yeah. idea. This could turn into a book. There you go. Well, I'm digging it. One, one, one more chapter at least. Yes. You know, as, as we kind of, kind of go through our, our real estate careers and financing careers. You know, we, mm-hmm. we've talked about that before. We should, we could do yes. a total sitcom and every we, week we highlight one of our, what one of our clients. It's yeah, just no not kidding. on video. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> totally true. Totally true. Oh, hey, I, I want to finish a thought. Also, you know, do. we're talking about bidding over the asking price, mm-hmm. which is what your ex-client should have done. Uh, and well, or just not gone for this house because it's already out of right. our price range. Yeah, and if it's already out of the price range, it's out of the price like why range. why are we but, there? But let's talk about that a little bit because with these interest rates as low as they are, mm-hmm. uh, our, our our rate right now for a 30-year fixed rate, we're, we're under 3%. Yeah. And at, at 2.875%, every $1,000 you borrow on a 30-year mortgage uh, would change your payment by $4.15 per month. 
Man. So if you're talking about bidding more, you mm -hmm. know, for a home, if you went up ten thousand dollars, you're only going to change your payment by forty two dollars. You know, it's it's not a lot. So no. so sometimes it's just that number. Oh my gosh, you know, ten thousand dollars. You know, but it's really what's the overall financial impact of that? Right. And you know, so so you really kind of need to think about the the bigger picture with that. Work with your lender, get the numbers. Mm -hmm. You know, what if I offered this price, that price, that price? You know, number one, do I qualify for it? Yes. But number two, you know, what's that going to look like in terms of a monthly payment? And um, and your client also, you know, you mentioned that that they had sold a home. Yes. Now they're looking to buy a home. You know, if if you're in that situation, you've got a home to sell. Uh, once you sell that. Why not look at do I have other debts? Do I have other monthly obligations? Mm -hmm. You know, should I should I take some of my proceeds? Oh yeah. Pay off those debts. I know I've got a little bit less to put as a down payment on the new place, but 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 actually do that analysis, run those numbers. Yeah. You may be surprised, you know, that even putting a little bit less down on the thirty year mortgage will still give you a lower overall monthly payment than if you had a, a slightly smaller 30-year mortgage and a, and a bunch of other monthly debt obligations. Right, yeah. So those those types of strategies are things that you really do need to, to mm -hmm. work with a professional and explore those options. I'm with of, you. You know, because ultimately, what's the ultimate goal? It's it's to be successful. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's to be comfortable in your new home. You know, hopefully yeah. it's it's nicer, newer, more beautiful, better neighborhood, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, but, but you don't want to go into a situation where you're immediately on on your first mortgage payment struggling uh, to make it. Yeah. So yeah, you and I have always said own own what you have, don't have it own you. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And yeah. cuz we saw that during the housing crisis back in 2007 to mm -hmm. 2010 for sure where people had over leveraged. And I think that's where some people their fear factor is mm -hmm. is they think that's still out there that you and right. I have proven time and time again during this show over the last 5 years we've had the most conservative lending market for 10 years. Mm -hmm. We have. It's been very, very solid. And, you know, we have seen people be much more cautious in how they buy. More couples are only buying on one person's income, mm -hmm. which I think has That's helped right. a lot during the crisis that Absolutely. we've been having now. Oh, huge. And yeah. you and I have always been very fiscally conservative with our, our people and said, mm -hmm. well, let's, okay, let's really take a look at what this mean, really means for you. Right. Um, and I think that's really important. There's, there's a unfortunate lack of, um, financial understanding, you know, and, and fiscal literacy, I think mm -hmm. financial literacy in this mm -hmm. country. And you and I, just by virtue of this show, in fact, I had someone actually question me the other day, I was on a date and I had someone say, they're like, Oh, well you're just doing the show because of the money. And I said, actually, you know what, Eric and I pay for the show. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we, we sponsor our own programming mm -hmm. and frankly, you and I've been so education minded since we met 18 years ago. That's our biggest focus. I mean, if we get some business out of it, yes, absolutely. We love it. And we thank the people who do come mm -hmm. to us and more and more of you are. Mm -hmm. And we really appreciate that. But this is our ultimate goal. This is our end game. It's That's our right. story. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> so. Absolutely. Well, that wraps up another episode of Open House with Team Reba. So uh, we'll have more stories as the year goes along. And as we go into a new year. There you go. So hope you had a great holiday and the rest of the holidays. Have we'll a great you rest of your year. weekend. Talk to you next year. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com.
Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1580. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.